What's good, family? It's Kat. I'm a mom, entrepreneur, small business owner, and self-published author. If you haven't already, please check out the Minding My Black Owned Business Women in Business podcast, now available on all podcasts near you. This space was created to celebrate and highlight successful Black women entrepreneurs in a community who represents the culture. Get free business tips and resources for Black women aspiring to start their own businesses. If you currently have a business, just tune in with us. To be a guest on the podcast, send us an email at dopeblackbiz at gmail.com. See you soon. Our guest today is Melanie Matthews. She is an educator with over two decades of experience teaching students and training educators. She is a national trainer, consultant, instructional coach, and speaker who loves improving teachers' instructional capacity. During her journey, she worked with schools, districts, and organizations serving as a thought partner and leader in improving the quality of instruction. Help me welcome our guest today, Ms. Melanie Matthews, and she's also my soror of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, the finer women <laughs> of the blue and white. Welcome, Melanie. Well, thank you, Soror. I'm so happy to be here with you this evening. Likewise. Thank you so much for joining us. I have been watching your social media and I see that you have so many great things out here that you're doing. And I didn't tap in to uh, Instagram to see everything and Facebook because I pop Mm -hmm. in from time to time to see what other women are doing as far as like business wise. Mm -hmm. And I said, OMG. She has a whole book out here. <laughs> I know, right? The secret has been revealed. <laughs> I said, wow, I got to get her on. got to get her on to learn more about your business and mm-hmm. everything that you have going on. So please uh, tell us what inspired you to create your own, your own path in educational consulting and what that entails. Well, it all began. It sounds like I'm about to uh, tell a story, (laughs) but it started when I was actually teaching first grade. My principal would ask me to present some short topics during our staff meetings. And from the staff meetings, I noticed that other teachers would come to me and ask me different questions about instructional techniques, instructional methods, what resources do I use? And so day a teacher came to me and she said, you know what, you should do this. I think this is what you should do. And so I had never thought about working with adults, being an educational consultant. I had only thought about being a classroom teacher and that's it. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, took the show on the road. It was a couple years later after I became a literacy coach when in that position, I, you know, part of my job was to provide training for teachers. And so when I did that, I said, okay, now that I know a little bit about, a little bit more about literacy, 
and I'm going into teachers' classrooms, I'm really not seeing them um, understanding what it means to teach literacy. And in a lot of cases, they didn't know how to do it. So I said, okay, well, let's take this show on the road. So um, here in Michigan, we have an annual conference. It's the Michigan Reading Association Conference. And I uh, submitted a proposal, got accepted, and presented. And my room was packed. And I'm like, okay, I think I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I, I like this. And so from there, a couple years later, I went on ahead and formed my formal company in 2008, Literacy at Work LLC. And for a few years, you know, I kind of um, operated it as a hobby and really not a business until I did not have a job anymore. And so I'm like, uh oh. I need to go ahead and do this educational consultant thing for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And so I went on ahead and, you know, I was a true entrepreneur. I did not have any other income other than what was coming in from my consulting work. And it felt good. It was a little scary, but it felt good. So that's, I guess, the short path. <laughs> All mm-hmm. my, that's the short path of how I became an educational consultant. But in between that, you know, me being a teacher and having my own business, I did work for other educational consulting companies so that I could learn how to be an educational consultant, number one. And number two, I could learn what they did in the background so that it could help me in my business. So it was a twofold thing with me working for another educational consulting company. But um, that's how I created my own path as an educational consultant. It's, you know, something that I love to do as a true passion. And even if I did not earn a penny from it, it'll be something that I would still love to do. That's awesome. What a fantastic journey. Wow. And <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, I knew you were in the field of education, but I didn't know how well versed you were in the field of education, um, taking the time to reiterate to the adult educators how to do their job, teaching them different techniques and things like mm-hmm. that to help them become more efficient in the field. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Teaching teachers. There's so many things with that, with teaching. Um, I, um, the majority of my friends in my circle are educators. Mm-hmm. And this, when I looked at your business page, I never knew, you know, that that existed. I said, wow, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it is. And a lot of educators are interested, but sometimes they don't know how to start. And other times they are a little fearful of what is the unknown. So mm-hmm. it's a little hard. You know, I've been, um, I guess, complimented many times and, and considered a, a risk taker. And I'm like, mm-hmm. risk taker? I'm just doing what I think needs to be done in order, <laughs> you right. know, this is what needs to be done in order for me, number one, to grow my business and number two, to grow personally. Because you can't stay in the square and expect to grow you're going to have to come out of that square and and, um, journey into unknown territory in order for you to know what's out there and what's for you. And maybe it's not for you, but you have to be able to explore, to see other things that are out there instead of just staying in your box. 
That is so true. Elevation. Elevation. Mm -hmm. Elevation. Um, so could you give us more of a background on, um, you talked about the foundation and building up your business, but mm -hmm. the piece with innovating in education with your business, how does that set your business apart from any other consulting business that focuses or that is in the realm of education? Well, my motto is that I help educators or coaches master the art and craft of coaching. So it's the arts and the craft that goes hand in hand. A lot mm -hmm. of other educators who are also educational consultants or coaches, there's a slight difference between the two, but a lot who are coaches or consultants are really aimed at um, creating or providing resources for the classroom, for the students. And while there's nothing wrong with that, my focus is creating tools and materials and teaching strategies about how to coach, the art of coaching. It is an art. Um, it takes specific skills. You have to have a certain finesse and you also have to like working with adult learners. So I think that's what sets me apart, what kind of elevates me a little more, you know, right, mm -hmm. the cream rises to the top, is that a lot of coaches, because we were classroom teachers, many of us, we, mm -hmm. sit, we tend to stick in that realm where, oh, okay, well, I have these workshops for your, I mean, these worksheets for your kids and your kids can read these books, but I focus on the adult learner. How can I, what can I do to improve your art of coaching and to improve your craft of coaching? That's what I focus on. Okay, I see. So mm -hmm. when, when you work with them to tap into those skills so that they can produce what they have learned from you, is it is it to um, expand the overall process for the students as far as like increasing uh, test scores and um Mm -hmm. Tapping into the students who are having those difficulties or the ones that may be struggling a little bit more than others, how to deal with them? So as a coach or a consultant, and mainly as a coach, mm -hmm. um, coaches and consultants. So let me clarify what a coach and co consultants are. So coaches are individuals who really mediate thinking. They are the thought partner. They help their coachee to see things that maybe they haven't seen before without telling them what to do. Versus being a consultant, you are in the business of solving problems. You're going to offer solutions to their problems. A coach helps guide a person to their solution without giving them, them the answer. And so I know it's like a fine line, mm -hmm. but as a coach, you have to be able to switch hats when needed. You will sometimes be in the coaching position. Other times you'll be in a consulting position. But as a coach or a consultant, um, our work rarely deals with kids um, directly, but rather indirectly. So I know a lot of people are, they may have some confusion or their heads may go to the left a little bit like, huh, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So as a coach, we work directly with teachers as a consultant. We work directly with teachers in producing high academic learners. So how we do that is, for example, we might go into a classroom and observe a lesson. 
have a debriefing conversation with the teacher. The teacher may say, well, you know, I'm really unsure as to how to do that. Can you show me? As a coach, I will go into the classroom and I will do a demonstration lesson. I will teach the kids for the teacher to take notes and watch, and then we'll come back and have another discussion. So that's how our work works. Our work works through the teacher and goes to the student. So we don't pull groups of students and tutor them or provide intervention or anything like that. We, may, we only work with the adults and through our work with the adults is how students succeed. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's coming to me. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. Wow. So do you find that um, when you began this, your business, did you find challenges or barriers in this experience? Absolutely. Um, okay. So one of the challenges when, well, after I started really getting into my business, Mm-hmm. is hitting so many brick walls because one thing I had to learn <clears throat> is if you build it, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll come. Right. So, you know, you have this product, you have this service and you're thinking it's the world, but nobody's tapping into it. It's because you're not listening to what they need. And I had to learn that. What are their needs? What do they need? Oh, I, for example, um, a teacher may or a group of teachers may coaches may feel, you know, it's hard to work with teachers that don't want to work with me. How do I do it? But then I'll go out and produce another product or service. That's their need. And so that was like one of my biggest barriers. One of my biggest challenges is coming up or developing strategies, tools, webinars, some kind of learning uh, module to address what was needed and not what I wanted to develop. So just being able to listen to what's in the field and what is needed will absolutely propel your business to the next level because you're giving the people what they want, not what you want. And another barrier is, and I don't know if this was quite a barrier, but sometimes it's a challenge, you know, and you know yourself as an entrepreneur, some days I'm just not feeling it. It's Mm -hmm. like, why am I doing this? You know, questioning myself. Right. Why am I doing this? It's taking all day. Nobody's liking my poll. Hardly mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. no one clicked on this good email that I sent. So you have those kinds of days. But when you do have those kinds of days, you just have to remember your passion. It's okay to have those kinds of days and they are challenging. But just get up the next morning and start brand new. That's all you do. It's okay. You know, we you give yourself permission to not to feel unbalanced. It's natural. It happens. And so I had to, mm-hmm. as an educator, accept that because educators tend to be perfectionists and everything has to be right. And so as an educator, I had to kind of rein myself in like, OK, Melanie, listen, you already know <laughs> that every day is not going to be a good day. You already know this. Put everything down, step back for a moment, breathe, and come back at it tomorrow. And usually when I do that, I'm okay. So you just have to remember if when you do face challenges and barriers in your business to let let those ride. It's, it's okay for those to live in that space at that moment. 
But the next day or two, go ahead and get back at it. And if it's your passion, I'm pretty sure you won't have a difficult time with getting back at it. And another thing is being consistent. Um, that was one of my yes, that was one mm-hmm. of my challenges because I was not consistent. I would post good information, I would put things out there, but then sometimes I was slow on my follow up. You know, you can't be slow on the follow up. You might lose a customer. You know, and sometimes you know when I'm not out in the in the public face, you know, people lose interest. And so one of the ways that I helped with my consistency is by writing everything down. I have a planner. I have a several planners that I use actually. And I have one specifically for my business and writing down everything. For example, what when, when I'm going to post what on what day, I write that down. Um, you know, for social media, they you have um, the schedulers that automatically post like Hootsuite and those things. Mm-hmm. Taking advantage of those tools to help you um, with your consistency, especially on social media. If you're sending out emails to your email list, you know, every Sunday, perhaps, if you know you're going to send something on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, go ahead and draft those emails on Sunday and schedule them to go out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So being consistent is key in having a a prosperous business, having a successful business, and for you to have, um, build your credibility in whatever field you're in. Wow. Where were you seven years ago <laughs> in my life? So I have learning a, this, a learning fun this. fact. <laughs> I was a substitute teacher for Wall Lake School District and Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And I was having such a difficult time with uh, getting further instruction from the lead teachers. So <sighs> I, I quit. <laughs> I mean, to make you do that, though. And that's, that's yeah. sad. Because we're supposed to be there to mentor and help one another. But another thing about educators is that we are hoarders of materials and information. Mm, I agree. <laughs> so we, we hoard things and, you know, it's not healthy in, in more than one way. But, you know, we have to be able some, you know, some people just aren't as open. I've always been the person where, you know, anybody could come up to me. As a matter of fact, I got a text message the other day from the last school district I worked in from a teacher. She was like, oh, I just miss you so much. You were so approachable. And I could just talk to you about anything. I was like, you know, those are the things that make my day. And so to hear you say that (laughs) you had people, teachers in the building who did not want to share information and and help that's so sad it, it was very sad everybody's not like that <laughs> that was it was like no assistance no help uh it it was it was sad the teachers mm-hmm. completely disappeared on the substitutes <laughs> so yeah it's, it's unfortunate it, had i had this training or came across your information I would have probably stuck in there and got further certificates and things like that to um, enhance my skills and everything. I would have probably stayed. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love educators. I love (laughs) y'all. I truly do, especially the good ones. And you can tell the passion is there from the work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have a, is there a certain level of educators that you work with, such as uh, lower elementary or uh, mm-hmm. teachers, or is it like just all, because you said schools and districts. So mm-hmm. is, is that like a collaboration of all? I work with pre-K through 12th grade teachers. Okay. Um, it's because adults are adults. So mm-hmm. the thing about what I do, you said what makes me different when I'm coaching or when I'm consulting with teachers about the art and craft of coaching, usually I'm working with those who are brand new coaches or who are aspiring to become coaches. I do work with veteran coaches as well. Um, you can always teach old dogs new tricks. So yes, that mm-hmm. is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. that is. Because when I get a hold to some veteran coaches, they always learn something they didn't know before. I am currently conducting a book study and there's somebody on my book study who was like, wow, last week I took everything that we talked about in the book study and applied it to work. And now this week I can I get a chance to do the same thing. And this was from a coach who has been coaching for a minute. So just those things make me happy. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. it, and just as long as I provide value for people that they can use, I'm in my happy space for real, because that's what it's all about for me. And that's what it's always been about helping other people. You know, that's what we have to do. So, yeah, just, um, you know, having, you know, working with those pre-K through 12th grade teachers, because I te- I'm teaching them the art and craft of coaching is not really subject content based. It's universal. So everybody can use it. And I do also coach uh, pre-K through 12 as well. I My specialty is literacy, elementary literacy. So I can really get, dig deep into the content with elementary literacy. But coaching generally pre-K through 12. Awesome. Okay, so you know what I'm going to ask you next. Can what? you give us more information on your instructional coaching guide absolutely so it's called inside instructional coaching your everything guide to strategic coaching a through z and so what it is is i consider it to be a primer or one of those early books if you are an aspiring coach or a new culture consultant this is the book for you because i take you from a through z of the things that you will experience as a coach or a consultant. And it's 58 of those things in there from A to Z. And the best part about it is what <laughs> everyone loves the book. So we're always looking for forms. What form should I use for this? I need an observation form. I need a coaching cycle form. It's all in the book. So if wow. you're looking for all of those good forms, they are in this book. Also, the book is eight by 10. And I know that a lot of us, if you're like me, I still love my three ring, three hole punch binders. And, you know, <laughs> eight by 10 is a little short. So yes. I do have um, a site. Um, there is a page on my website where you can download and print and even uh, fill in the forms so that they fit on a standard eight and a half by 11 size sheet of paper. So. That's my my book, Inside Instructional Coaching. I published it a couple of years ago, and it was only available in a digital format. And about a year ago, I said, okay, well, let me go ahead and make this a paper book, and so a paperback. So that's what I did. And um, 
they're they're leaving the show. <laughs> and I'm so happy. I'm like, yes, Melanie, yes. Yes. So, that's my book. Awesome. Now, I also see that you have some things going on as far as like classes. So look, I have <laughs> webinars, <laughs> but the, the, the biggest thing I have coming up soon on July 7th from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. is called the Mind Your Coaching Institute. The Mind Your Coaching Institute is something that I created for coaches and consultants to really think deeper about the work that they are doing. That's why it's called Mind Your Coaching Institute. This year's theme is Coaching Transformed. So at this institute, you are going to be able to take what you, what skills you already come with and transform those skills so that you can be a better coach. So that is coming July 7th, 2021. And I do have seats available. There are two registration types. The first registration is regular registration and it's $39 and you get 30 day replay. So you have access to the material wow. for 30 days. That's at the regular registration. You'll have um, the live institute going on. And I have a special keynote address by a leader in the field of coaching who is Elena Aguilar. She has um, agreed to do a pre-recording 45-minute keynote address for the institute. And I am just so over the moon about it. So Regular registration, $39. You get the live institute and you also get to go inside that module and get other things. I have the 21 laws of instructional coaching and a whole bunch of other goodies in there. The registration plus is $49. And you get everything that's with the regular registration plus four additional sessions that are in the module. So and oh, and also I have vending opportunities. So if you are a vendor for just $25, you can become a vendor at the Mind Your Coaching Institute where hundreds of eyes will land on your product. So yes, that's my biggie that I have coming up. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Um, and this information is all on your website, correct? The information is all on my website, www.literacyatwork.net. As soon as you open it, you will see the flyer at the top. Click the flyer. It'll take you right to the registration page. And at the top of the page, you will see MYCI21. If you hover over that, you'll see the vendor information. So you can go ahead and click on that and become a vendor for just $25. Yes. Okay. Now, if they are interested in purchasing your book as a gift for teacher friends. <laughs> yes. Is that okay? Would you recommend that? Absolutely. So what I found, because I do that quite frequently, I'm like, oh, this would be good for somebody. This would be good mm -hmm. for so-and-so and I'll pick it up. So I absolutely recommend if you have a teacher friend who, especially if they are considering teacher leadership or mm -hmm. any kind of leadership role, this will be a perfect gift for them. You can order it two different ways. You can go to my website and order it there. You can get an immediate copy as a digital download, or you can buy a paperback. And if you order it from my website, you'll get my John Hancock. So I'll send you an autographed copy all wrapped all nice and pretty and everything. 
But you can also go to Amazon. It's available on Amazon as well. And you can order it from there. You'll get it if you have Prime in a couple of days. So you'll get it fast. But with mine, if you order from my website, mm-hmm. you'll get it somewhat fast. But you'll get an autograph copy. <laughs> you right. Copy from Amazon. <laughs> exactly. That is wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. We are doing amazing things in the community as Black women, helping mm-hmm. to elevate, educate the community as a whole. So I am so proud of you, Melanie, and all of the things that you are contributing to finer. <laughs> so with all that said what's next for you where do you see yourself your brand two to five years from now so you know it was so not funny I don't want to say funny but how ironic it was Mm -hmm. that COVID hit and forced a lot of people to go online because that was the next step for my business to make as much of it available online as possible. Now, I still do the the face-to-face, haven't done it since COVID, of course, but the face-to-face, I I, I love that the most because you get the more, most interaction, the most engagement from those face-to-face meetings. But in two to five years, I see my business being 80 to 90% online. And what I mean by that, you'll have um, access to loads of webinars and and master classes and um, trainings and challenges and all of those things will be online. And I see about 10 to 20% of me still being face-to-face. I enjoy face-to-face much more than I do online because like I said, I can interact, but I know mm-hmm. um, how, you know, the times that we're living in, not all everybody can meet face-to-face all the time. So Right. That is where I see my business in the, in the next few years. And, and being just a premier coach or consultant, I'm out in these streets working hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. A premier coach and or consultant. And just want to, you know, bring authenticity. You know, yes. um, it's so important in whatever you do just to be your true authentic self. And that's all I try to be. I don't try to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't try to be because they're not me and I'm not them. So just exactly. to bring my pure authenticity out to everyone and to be a premier coaching company. That's where I see myself in, in the near future. Awesome. Where well, I'm here for it. I will be purchasing for my teacher friends. And thank you so much, Melanie, for being a part of the conversation today and joining the community, sharing your expertise in the field and being a positive influence for educators. We thank you. Well, no, thank you for inviting (laughs) me. That's who I want to thank. I'm like, oh my goodness, she reached out to me. So I (laughs) thank you for inviting me to share on this platform with your audience. I am so humbled. And I am grateful and I am thankful. And again, I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share with everyone. You are so welcome. Well, thank you so much, you all, for tuning in. All of the information uh, will be in the show notes. 
please, please, please support Melanie Matthews and her business. And if you get a chance, please register for the conference. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> so much for tuning in if you have any questions about today's episode please email us at dopeblackbiz@gmail.com. at gmail.com peace and blessings family